Like that's a huge reason why I want to be in youth ministry now is because I can look back at my high school experience and be like, my life could have gone very different ways. Like I could have been on one path going down this way, but I was able to really meet people who cared about me and cared about their faith above all. And so, yeah, it was, it was really life-changing for me. Hello and welcome back to Beyond the Bulletin, one of the official podcasts of St. Anthony of Padua. My name is Nate Hoffman. I am the Communication and Development Coordinator here at St. Anthony. And today I am joined by two of our newest staff members, PJ and Samantha Pierce. What's up? Hello. Hello. (laughs) Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. And welcome to St. Anthony's. Thank Thank you you. very much. Thanks for having us. And welcome to Texas as well. Texas. Yeah, howdy. We love Texas. I said I texted y'all to one of my friends uh, recently, and he messaged me back. You you have been converted again, and I was like, "It's just the beginning." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In a couple months, I'll be you know going dancing and hopefully you know going the rodeo. I really like uh, I really like the idea of going to like the big rodeo uh, here in Houston. In Houston, yeah. yeah. I don't know what time. I think that's in the spring. Mm-hmm. So PJ and Sammy, they're our new youth ministers. Uh, Sammy does the uh, middle school. Yes, middle school. <laughs> so anchor and edge. Anchor and edge. Yeah. Okay. PJ runs the the high school stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. You've Everything been here how long now? Uh, it's been about. It's actually uh, tomorrow. It'll be two months tomorrow the first so our our first day was july 1st and yeah tomorrow will be exactly two months since being here Mm -hmm. wow seriously welcome to the church i know that um mike and and shelly and diane uh who are also working in youth ministry but but are not necessarily youth ministers were psyched to to finally get uh y'all on board and uh and and do what you do so i want to find out i have no idea what youth ministers do at this parish um (laughs) i have i don't really know what goes on y'all work across the piazza from the rest of us so it's like a like an impenetrable chasm between (laughs) uh, the parish staff and 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 what y'all do over there yeah Yeah, i imagine you guys just play uh ping pong and spike ball all day over yeah, there yeah i um, and get wrong. cool haircuts not wrong about yes that. <laughs> yeah we get cool haircuts and uh we actually have a personal barber and a masseuse over there so i didn't know yeah, yeah we like to joke around that we're exiled over there but actually it's really nice yeah. to be near the school we're like in the midst of saint anthony's school mm-hmm. so yeah it's really great to like have like outside my window i can see the gym and so I'm hearing like the PE situation. They like to bump music while they're running and it's the cutest thing ever. So I look out my window sometimes and I see like four-year-olds running around yeah. taking laps, oh, that is... listening to like, we're all in this Oh my together. gosh. <laughs> it's great. If I was over on, on this side, I it would be so difficult for me to get any work done because like everyone on this side, I really like talking to Shelly and Diane. Um, they're really great to talk to. So I'm glad we're even spaced out farther f- from from them, even in our building, because I would just talk all day if I could. Like, there'd be a time where I come in for one question for, with Shelly, and then I'm like talking for 30 minutes about something else entirely after that. And <laughs> everyone's just been so welcoming and nice that um, 
you know, when I even walk through here, there's more people in here. Yeah. So I am just like, I'm like, Hey, what's up? What's going on? Like go, go to see what Mike's doing or father David's doing and like, just talk to everybody. As you guys know, this podcast is a, a sort of a tour of the St. Anthony's ministries and, um, the people here. Uh, so we've been interviewing a lot of staff members. Uh, I'm going to bring some parishioners on and, and some priests maybe here pretty soon. Tomorrow actually is when our new priest gets here. So we're That's very awesome. excited for oh, father so Jesse. Exciting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, super psyched. But um, yeah, the whole point, we want to get to know you guys and how you ended up here at St. Anthony, why you're in youth ministry, um, what's the deal with you guys having the same last name, all that type of stuff. So uh, so what's the deal with all of that? We're both from the same place. Uh, we're from Bakersfield, California, born and raised there. That's actually where I came to the faith. Me and my family were converts to the faith, um, and I, be- I became Catholic when I was 14, in uh, I believe it was 2008. I was 14 years old, and uh, yeah, I just was so in love with the church, and that's how I got into my faith was just asking questions and people having great answers, and that's where I grew up. And then went to Franciscan University. Sammy went as well, and uh, yeah, I'll let you take yeah, it. Yeah, you're here, missing Sammy. the part where Sorry, we I'm met missing, each other. We met each other. Sorry, yeah, so <laughs> not too long. Sparks after. flew, right? <laughs> yeah, not too long after you became Catholic, we met each other our youth groups would do stuff together. And so it was super fun to be like, oh, we're going over to St. Philip's and Christ the King is gonna do like a softball tournament. So I think actually the first time we met was this like joint youth group that uh, there was like music and skits and it was like all the cheesy good stuff, you know? Um, And we were just like, wow, there's so many like other people who are Catholic and they're our age. So that was really cool just to like, meet other kids like in your own hometown that you're like oh I didn't know this there was this many Catholics um so yeah we met each other at youth group and we're friends first so we always tell people that (laughs) we were friends actually all of my high school Mm -hmm. like no romantic thing at all sure. I actually I can say for me I didn't have feelings okay. for PJ oh. in yes. high school <laughs> that, that's I'm totally also fine. a couple years older yes so and yes. girls also yes. mature faster than boys anyway so he was like <laughs> 10 years behind you I'm sure yeah yeah definitely maturity yeah. wise it was one of those things where it was like definitely platonic for yes. a while yeah and then you don't when have we to keep both- hammering that in <laughs> So, so platonic, so still platonic, platonic. just like totally platonic, <laughs> like totally friend in the friend zone. Um, no, I felt the same way. Where every time I ran into Sammy or like one of my really good friends, Emilio, um, who's actually a Benedictine monk now, uh, which is great. So you know, our that youth ministry is awesome. Love the it. one we grew up in, um, and like. Yeah, I, I was just so, uh, had so much fun with them and had a really good, like, friendship uh, with everyone at her parish. They would kick our butts in softball as well when they would come and do the the yeah, softball that's tournaments. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And we had the bigger youth group. We had, like, you know, the scrappy 80, young kids. You know, 80 kids or something. And, you know, we were like, oh, we have the cream of the crop. Like, we can just get the best kids playing. And, uh, like, there is, you know, I don't know how many people in Sammy's youth group, but it was literally the whole youth group came and played. It was like and 10 they, of us. Yeah, like 10, 10 of them. 15. And they destroyed us like royally. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, so, But it was a lot of fun. I mean, high school, definitely for me, if I look back, was defined by those times I was with other people at youth group. And just the friends that I made and the solid connections I had really changed my life. And so like, that's a huge reason why 
I want to be in youth ministry now is because I can look back at my high school experience and be like, I was transformed by the relationships I had with the people in high school. And it could have, my life could have gone very different ways. Like I could have been on one path going down this way, but I was able to really meet people who cared about me and cared about their faith above all. And so, yeah, it was, it was really life-changing for me. So when you guys went off to Franciscan, mm-hmm. which by the way is the official university of St. Anthony of Padua, uh, basically oh, sponsored yeah. as about 50% of our staff went there. Go Barons. That's what, that's what I say about, um, but Barons? yeah, um, yeah, that's what, that's, that's our mascot. The oh, yeah, go Barons. So yeah. when you guys went to Steubenville, uh, were you going to be a youth minister? Is that what you, your dream was? We did. I think that was definitely, yeah, for I, me, I was like, well, I want to work in ministry. I want to work in youth ministry. For me, it felt like a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to go to Franciscan because there's a ton of people that I knew who were, like, who were speakers or teachers that were associated with Franciscan, and that was a huge deciding point. We actually met someone in our hometown who was who had done grad school there, and we really looked up to him. His name was James, and we just saw how changed he was when he came back from Franciscan, and we were just like, we want that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what we're gonna do when we get there, but we want like his mm-hmm. confidence and his like joy yep. that we saw him have. So that was a huge thing. When I got there, I wanted to study all the things. Like I wanted to triple major, I wanted to study philosophy, theology, catechetics, but honestly, like God had a different plan for me. And I really just focused on philosophy instead. And so that's, that's what I studied at Franciscan. And it was, it was awesome. I loved it. Your degree is in philosophy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My undergrad yeah. is in philosophy and PJ studied theology. I knew I wanted to study theology and I didn't know exactly what I wanted I think to do with it. I knew that I could be a youth minister or a lot of people at Franciscan, they, if they do theology, they do theology and catechetics, but I just did theology. The main reason why is I think I just wanted to focus on like being able to do other theological classes. Like you could do, like I did a class on the liturgy and then got to do one on theology, the body and marriage. Actually, those are two different classes, which was really awesome. Um, And I did a Mariology class. So it was just, I needed to know myself and I'm like, I don't think I can do like a full double major and then while also being a transfer student so I just fell more in love with my faith there and like that's really what sparked me uh, in me to like want to want to share that with other people yeah um graduated and then um really when did, wait, were y'all dating yeah. throughout this and yeah yeah, yeah. so right before the- we went to Franciscan yeah. we started dating Aww. and so we were Aww. back home in Bakersfield when we first started dating um and and then we transferred together. And so we actually both wanted to go there separately. And that's hard for people <laughs> to like sure. believe because they're like, oh, yeah, duh. Like you wanted to go with oh, them. Sure. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> um, and we had to really convince our families that it's like, no, this is something I would do. Even if PJ wasn't going, I would go. And she told me that when we were dating. She was like, hey, if I get accepted <laughs> and, and you, you don't, don't, I'm going to go. I'm going to oh, still yeah. go because it was that important to me. Yeah. Um, and it was that important to I you, I respected too. it. Yeah. Yeah. But it was cool because we, we did do separate studies. So yeah. I could like share the things I was learning with you. Mm-hmm. And then you could share the like really cool electives that you were taking. Mm-hmm. You also took one on like J.R. Tolkien or yeah. J.R.R. Tolkien. No way. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. class. That was my last class. It was just called Tolkien. Yeah. And uh, 
that was amazing. I that feel like really that class, class changed your life too. It did. <laughs> I, I wasn't really like a super Tolkien nerd or anything before. And I took that class and it was an English professor who he was just like so in love with his faith and like really loved Tolkien too. And like Tolkien was a Catholic. And uh, yeah, that that class was awesome. I, I'm very jealous. Lord of the Rings is my favorite book. Yeah. I, I love Tolkien and, and yeah. Silmarillion and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. what about you, Sammy? What, what yeah. is, who are your favorite philosophers coming oh, out of man. college? There was uh, one of my favorite teachers was Dr. Ashy and he taught theology classes but he was so like philosophical with how he would approach it. So any class he was offering, I was like, I want to be a part of that. I also took Dr. Bergsma's class and that was, he's amazing, like knows the Bible so well. He's a convert. So he, he has this really awesome conversion story, but I just was like, I was amazed at how he could explain the story of salvation mm-hmm. so well. He would like get emotional. And for me, I was like really uncomfortable and everyone else was like also kind of like, is he crying? Mm -hmm. Um, But it was powerful because he was talking about Jesus. It really changed me. And so I was like, I need to take his Old Testament class Mm -hmm. and his New Testament class because it was just like, I need to get the whole Bible from from this guy because he loves scripture. Yeah, Yeah, that's a great witness of of how much you should love these things, you know, that you're you know, it's an outpouring of emotion as you just even try to talk about it, mm-hmm. which is a great yeah. example for y'all. Now you, you share the Old Testament, New Testament, and your, what you've learned in college, you share that with youth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, how do you do that? <laughs> I, I used to be a, uh, you know, I did summer camps. I've taught confirmation classes, things like that. So I have mm-hmm. some experiences with the high schoolers. My technique is generally be as fun as possible and then you know, take them to mass or something, or, hey, let's pray a rosary on top of how much fun we're having, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, I, I just never really had a good technique besides, hopefully they'll remember how much fun they had at this camp, and then mm-hmm. they'll think, oh, that was about Jesus, so I'll, I'll be a Christian now. Mm-hmm. But what? how do you guys approach youth ministry? How do you win souls when they're, you know, 15 years old, and they're, they have so much else going on? That is a good question. That's a good it's question. very loaded. So many different approaches you can take to ministry, that all can be very good and all leading people to have that encounter with Christ. So I really think like camps, retreats, conferences, things like that can be such a good catalyst for people to like encounter the Lord in a very powerful and like awesome way. Um, The hard part though is having that continue in their daily life. So it's a challenge, honestly, like being a lifelong disciple is the goal. And really, ultimately, the goal is heaven. So if ever, anything we're doing really should be ordered to that, mm-hmm. that are we actually preparing people? And not just thinking of it as like kids who are like, oh, they don't really understand. They can't really get it. Like looking at, at them as like potential saints mm-hmm. that deserve your respect and honor to like teach them how to live a good life and how to get to heaven. Like that's, that's all we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's difficult. I mean, yeah. cause you have to, you have to meet kids where they're at. You also have to teach them real things yeah. and not just like water stuff down. Yeah, right. Um, so finding an engaging way to do that is, is difficult. And that's the challenge placed before every single youth minister too. 
it's good to have events that are like socials, right? Like, so our first event for um, Life Teen um, is for um, our year one and upper class. Um, and that's going to be just like a relaxing, fun event where we're just going to have a bunch of people like hang out and be in fellowship. Um, and which is like a very good thing to have, right? Like if, if we're, if we're getting them to meet and like be friends with each other after, you know, um, you know, after this year where, you know, they didn't have events like that to, to meet. Um, like it's, it's, that's very much like on our, our hearts and minds just for them to, to be together and to, to grow in the love of Christ together. And you like mentioned before, it's like, yeah, we're doing this like awesome fun thing. And then, all right, now let's quiet down and, mm-hmm. and do the, the rosary, which, um, like, you know, we, we do, right. Like we, we, <laughs> we have to do that sometimes, but I think the, the goal, like, is to really what Sammy was saying, like to show them how to how to live beautiful, virtuous lives, and and the fact that they are beloved children of God, right? That we all are, not just if you're a teen, not just if you're an adult, or what stage you are in your life. Like you are a beloved child of God, and like nothing can take that away from you. A lot of the struggle is, um, you know, uh, I think a lot of kids know when an adult talking to them, if they're being real with them, or if they're um, you know, if, if they're pandering, yeah, yes. if they're pandering, being, yeah, yeah. Not being themselves, yeah. yeah, I think one, one big thing, youth ministry kind of struggles with like, do we bring the culture of the youth to the church or do it to make it more, you know, relatable, like right that, but that sacrifices the beauty and the culture of the church to affect the world. We actually need to bring what we have in our, in our culture as Catholics to the world rather than just the world to to us because we have a lot of beauty in our church and i think we kind of do a disservice if we're just uh, mimicking high school right. culture and whatever's a fad right now you know yeah i, I had a friend uh, uh who five or six years ago was you know questioning the faith and he was like the church isn't even trying why doesn't the pope have a snapchat if he was really trying to approach the kids and yeah. get youth involved he that that's where the vatican that's where we'd be going I was like, that's ridiculous. What's fascinating to me is there does seem to be a, a big difference in even our generation. We're probably mm-hmm. young millennials, yeah. I guess. But then these kids are are probably Gen Z, I, w- I would mm-hmm. say. Yes, they are. And they're, they're, they grew up in a very, very different world. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, this the question of, of like like you're saying like mm-hmm. we don't we don't adapt what we're saying to a TikTok generation, mm-hmm. but we also no. don't preach that like the young millennial Catholicism is the timeless Catholicism, right. even though we are, there is sort of a I don't know a, a culture of of that mm-hmm. uh, among our yeah. fellows or our yeah. people our age. It's like the, there's a timeless Catholicism that's not like say, grew up in the '60s, not grew up in the '70s. Does this make sense? It's yeah. not just because it's it's 50 years old. It's yes. it's a 2,000 years old yeah. Catholicism. It's not, ti- it's definitely timeless. And the more I'm diving into my faith, the more I'm realizing, wow, that thing that's uh, you know 2,000 years old. There's so many beautiful things in it that like I, I've been really inspired by. With the culture and things like that are very hip and now and like things that we find entertaining, right? Like those things are always going to change. It's always going to be like yesterday's news because we are in this like culture now of so many people are uploading things and 
presenting who they are, entertaining people, performing online all the time. And so there's just a constant performance that's happening all the time that you could always enter into or watch or search for things that you want to look for. I think what's unique about the Catholic Church and and religion in general is that it takes a step out of that kind of like stream that you might be like caught up in of like the culture and like all the really fun entertaining things you step outside of that and you're able to like step outside of time itself in a way when you enter into the liturgy into the mass and you can be like this is the same mass that was celebrated a thousand years ago to put yourself in that way or like I'm entering into the heavenly liturgy being able to reflect on like things that are not just here and now but like eternity and you're not really able to preach that message unless they're there and listening you have to like get their attention on campus yeah I mean getting them in person is huge Mm -hmm. like that's you can't really replace that because if you're doing stuff online it's great because they might see it they might interact with it you just can't keep up problem that we're yeah everyone is dealing with our age everyone's age right now is it's been staring at screens for a long time not just during the pandemic but before that and we've developed this habitual reaction Mm -hmm. to all those types of things so even this church we use video we use podcasting we use all these types of things to reach out to people but uh the answer is not going to be more technology it's Mm -hmm. it's more in person Mm -hmm. uh, interaction more getting people and getting butts in pews as they say yes Um, and the goal of these things like we're using technology like which is not inherently bad Mm -hmm. like using social media things like that to get people to know like hey we're here and like we're ready to receive you and we want to give you something we want to give you Jesus. I mean, we don't want to just step out and be like, we're not going to use anything the culture (laughs) has come up with or people have come up with and really like demonizing like popular culture. Like that's not the way to go. Actually, the way to go is to be like, well, see the good in what what's in the culture and point that out and like glorify the things of God amongst that. And not Mm -hmm. just like not just like, oh, those kids, those kids, they don't know anything like and putting them down all the time. Mm -hmm. Cause that's like not that's not true at all. No, these kids are yeah. are, are uh, with it in many ways. I think particularly social justice issues. Mm-hmm. Catholic social teaching has a, a lot that line up with a lot of what the young people are are pushing very hard. If that makes sense. So you, oh, yeah. you put your head to social media, you see a lot of mm-hmm. the teen or teenage culture or, or in college right now. Um, fighting for the rights of uh, marginalized people or option for the poor, a very big topic in Catholic social teaching and Mm -hmm. and, and solidarity, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. So it seems to me that that's a great, uh, great thing for the church because the church can come back and say, Hey, we invented this stuff. We are, this is what we do. We're the biggest charity in the world. This is important to us too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it seems like that's a connection point. Mm -hmm. Do you find that to be the case with young people? Oh, totally. We've met a lot of teens already at St. Anthony's that are just so willing to serve Mm -hmm. and they're like coming to us and saying like I want to use my God-given talents to serve like how can I be used and it's like that's incredible and we don't talk about that as much like I don't know we might hear a lot of negative things about Mm -hmm. the younger generation right now but it's like we're not really talking about the good things. Yeah. There's right? not and anything wrong with the millennials as we Yeah, heard, exactly. All millennials no. are perfect. <laughs> perfect. But, but uh, I think every generation <laughs> said that about yeah. their the exactly. younger one. Like yeah, remember exactly. And I think that's the fault of I don't There's know. something wrong like, with that. Like every, every yeah. there is when, as soon as you're thirty, you think the people younger than you are 
you write them off. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's yeah. the, uh, I don't know, when Elvis came out, the, mm-hmm. the parents had like strikes against uh, listening to rock and roll music. Mm-hmm. I say that to say like, we're not the first ones to, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. to have this. We're not immune to that. No generation is immune to it. And so I think really like stepping back and, and asking the question like, okay, Generation Z, if you know, mm-hmm. we're going by those names right now, what are they struggling with? And then asking, like, how can we help them? Mm-hmm. Instead of just saying, like, oh, like, saying all the negative things with no solution, mm-hmm. it's like our job, I feel like, is to be like, no, like, how can we help them mm-hmm. with their anxiety, with their depression, with, with the, like, feeling connected to mm-hmm. the world, but feeling disconnected from, like, your family, like, broken families. Mm-hmm feeling like a loss of of faith and friends, like those are things that they're dealing with. And so Mm -hmm. how can we help with that? And being a solid foundation, because we have a solid foundation in our faith, like that's our goal in ministry is to be like, we want to be consistent. We want to be here. We want to show up for them. um, And we want to have a place of refuge for people who need that and healing. Like healing is a huge theme that we've really been diving into. We know like that's why the church is here for for healing and for reconciliation and the sacraments are really like they heal us and they change us we're fools if we think like oh I can go to church and not be changed because it's like if we really are going with like an open attitude like receptivity like there's no way you're not going to be transformed by the Eucharist and by confession and by like seeing and meditating on the Lord fascinating so so what yeah. what's on tap for youth ministry this uh this fall what do we got yeah so um so this fall uh our first big event is uh for for actually life teen i think i mentioned before a uh, life teen upper class and life teen year one if you're in that uh you your first event is september the 12th um and it's after the uh 6 p.m mass on that Sunday, 7.30 to 8.45 uh, p.m. And it's going to be just a fun kickoff. You're going to meet um, all the people that are in Life Teen and being able to uh, hang out with them and have some fun. And we're going to have some food and things like that. Speaking of, like, reaching out, like, food is a big thing with Catholics, uh, as I've noticed. Um, we're incarnational beings. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we love food. and we love yeah. food, hospitality. Yeah. So... That's a huge part of our ministry, mm-hmm. too. So, yeah, that first kickoff is going to be super fun in a way that people can come. And if they haven't been to St. Anthony's in a while, like, that's their first time maybe coming back after a long break. Um, and just giving them that place to, like, meet friends that are Catholic. And so we're excited. We have a couple hundred kids, I think closer to 300 right now. No mm-hmm. way. Who are yeah. signed up for Life Teen. And so yeah. we're so excited for them to, like, meet each other. Yeah. And for us to meet them. And we have an awesome core team right now, too, that's helping with Life Teen. Um, and so, you know, we always need more help. But like, do you right need now, more core members? We do need some more core members. Stop right there. All right, let's listen to that again. We do need some more core members. Thank for you for asking, <laughs> Nate. <laughs> we always do. I mean, the more people who can help as adults, the more kids we can have come. Yes. Um, so obviously it's like, we're always wanting quality core team members. When I say quality, I mean like people who love kids and aren't just going to, like we were talking about earlier, like see the good in them and want to like get to know them and, and bring them on the journey with them. 
so that's what we're looking for. In, yeah, we're looking for core team. people who love Jesus and want to share him with these young people that um, that really, really would benefit from knowing Jesus Christ. Even if you haven't been involved in youth ministry before, like there's a few people that uh, who've never been involved in ministry, but like they, I can just like from talking to them, they just love the Lord. We've been encouraging the folks that that are like, well, I'm afraid of doing Anchor or I'm afraid of doing Edge or just encouraging them like they love Jesus. They have a prayer life and they're going to be able to share Christ with those kids. And that's all I I am looking for is someone who loves Christ. Um, Yeah. One of our core team members, um, her name's Karen. She was she was telling everyone at our, our catechist training day. She was like, you guys, like the only prep work you have to do to be a core team member is like work on your faith life, like work on your relationship with the Lord. She's like, you don't have to like do lesson plans or anything like, and I, I love that she said that. Cause I was like, thank you. Like that is such a good way to put it. Like you do need to be prepping yourself, but like, it's not like this, like, oh, you have to read all these things and like prepare a lesson yeah. and teach everyone. It's like, no, you're just there and you're present. You're leading a small group. Like you're talking to kids. Like, and the kids will be able to sense yes. when you're explaining your relationship with God, that it's mm-hmm. uh, legit and it's yeah. coming from a true place. And yeah. And, no, it's great. Yeah. For for middle school, we have uh, fifth through eighth grade that we serve on Tuesday evening. So fifth and sixth grade is we call anchor. So it's a very similar to like the life teen model where we're you know we're gathering, we're doing a proclaim with the whole group, we're breaking off into small groups, and then we send them out. Uh, we might do some some prayers together like using songs or things like that but the idea is to really get them to like discuss the topics in an engaging way that's not just a a classroom Mm -hmm. setting and so fifth and sixth grade is called anchor and that's meeting on tuesday for their kickoff on september 14th um so we're having a separate kickoff for anchor and edge because they are kind of larger numbers as well so we have uh closer to 200 for anchor and then about 200 for edge so tuesday september 14th is gonna be super fun um pretty much all evening we're gonna be hanging out with middle schoolers and junior hires so um yeah so anchor meets yeah anchor meets at 5 30 and then goes for an hour and then edge meets at 7 15 and goes until 8 30 so and uh how many core members do you need for oh man we actually need more people for Anchor and Edge, definitely. We need about like 10 more for Anchor. Stop right there. All right, let's listen to that again. We need about like 10 more for Anchor. We're gonna be okay with the people we have because the people we have are awesome. Like the core team members we have, I'm like, I almost wish I could multiply them because they're that awesome. Um, but yeah, we need we need a pretty good amount for both Anchor and Edge, but for now, I think we're gonna be we're gonna be okay. I just would rather have smaller small groups. Yeah, um, that makes so sense. that's the idea, you know. Like the more adults we have, the, the smaller, smaller the, groups can get. the groups can be. And if you have a group of like six people instead of fifteen, you can get to know the kids like so much better, and they have more of a chance to speak. And mm-hmm. um, so yeah, obviously the more the better in that way. Yeah. So. Sweet. Okay. Yeah. And Contact the Pierce's if you want to be <laughs> yeah. a That's right. <laughs> life team member. Life team, uh, we need, I think, about five or six more for year one. And uh, if you're preferably a gentleman who, uh, <laughs> who has, has that <laughs> <do>. yeah. <laughs> on your heart and you've been thinking, oh, man, I keep hearing these announcements, 
this is the voice of God speaking into your heart right now. Kelly. Please. You're looking directly at me. <laughs> I'm looking directly I'm at me. <laughs> uh, we would really love um, some gentlemen, but, you know, we'll, we'll take um, anybody who, who loves Jesus Christ and wants to share that. Um, and, uh, yeah, we I just really would love, yeah, five more people for Life Teen Year One. And then I'm actually, I, the people have answered the call for upper class, the scary, the older students. So thank you all who, who they're done not that. scary. They I just well, are smart. <laughs> not that the fifth, the fifth. They just make fun of you. If you misspell a word is all, That's they are, thing. they are very, golly, yeah, high schoolers are really scary. <laughs> they, they know stuff. They're very smart. They're well-read. Uh-huh. I love this generation. They're very well-read yes. and, yes. and educated and they will they can sense any sort of falsehood if you're yes. just kind of mailing it in, which yeah. is great. That's good. I'd prefer yep. a questioning high schooler than a apathetic, apathetic, mm-hmm. like whatever. I'll go to church. Yeah. So cool. Well, thanks so much for, for popping by and uh, sharing more about the youth ministry and you guys. This is, this is awesome. Again, we're psyched thanks. to have you here at St. Anthony of Padua. Thank you. Thank you so much. I just headbutted the uh, mic just now by <laughs> nodding <you>. my head. <laughs> but thank you uh, for having us. We're, we really feel really welcomed. Um, we're just so blessed to, to be part of this community that yeah. we're just blown, blown away. We know that God is really moving in this parish right now, and we can really we can really sense that, and we're just like really happy to be a part of that as well, just like being in this time of like rebuilding the parish. And so, um, yeah, we're just... We feel so grateful and happy to be here. Thank you, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a great weekend last week in celebrating St. Anthony's, uh, showed off a lot of our ministries and um, faith formation stuff going on this fall. So that was a ton of fun. And uh, like we said earlier, I think tomorrow is our new priest, Father uh, Jesse Garcia's first day. That'll be awesome. I'm so excited to talk with him. I said hi to him one time when he walked by. Oh, my God. Yeah, I can't um, wait to get to know him. He yeah. seems great. He does seem yeah. great. We're all very, very excited for mm-hmm. Father Jesse. So uh, be on the lookout for him this weekend. Um, and if you have any questions about what's going on at St. Anthony, go to ap.church slash events. You'll see everything coming up in the near future. PJ and Sammy, thanks for coming on. Thank see you. you. See ya.